If you're wanting to run a faster 5K, which is 3.1 miles, then what kind of training should you be doing? In this episode, I'll break down the five steps to follow if you're wanting to run a faster 5K. You're listening to the Best You Podcast, home to the 10-week transformation where we help you lose fat, build muscle, and gain confidence. My name is Nick Carrier, and I've done personal training and group fitness since 2016 and have coached 512 people to transform their body in our 10-week transformation program. My mission is to help you become the healthiest, most confident version of yourself so you can get closer to your best you. If you're ready to learn about how you can run a faster 5K, build your speed, build your endurance, then let's dive in. Not too long ago, I embarked on the journey of of the goal, I should say, of increasing my bench press, increasing my back squat, and running a faster 5K, simultaneously approaching all those things. And so I had a strategy that was not solely focused on one of them. It was focused on all of them, but running a faster 5K was a big part of this one. And, and I loved doing two different workouts every single week. And today I'm going to talk about if you're trying to run a faster 5K, what an ideal 5k training program looks like and this is coming from somebody who has trained specifically for some half marathons who's trained specifically for a one mile race and who has now trained specifically for a 5k race as well and so I've seen a little bit of everything from short distance to longer distance and from medium distance and so I've learned a lot about how to appropriately train for running so that you inevitably see amazing results. The first thing, so I'm going to go through five steps that you want to make sure that you follow if you're really looking to optimize your 5K time and run as fast of a 5K time as possible. The first step is to get a baseline time. The first step is to run a 5K and see how fast you currently run it. Now, ideally, when you run that 5K to start, again, it's 3.1 miles, you see what your mile splits are. So you see how fast mile one, mile two, and mile three are. So you get an idea of how well or not well you paced yourself and what level of consistent consistency you maintained during that 5K. And the last thing I'll say with the baseline time is you want to run the course for your baseline that you will also be running on actual test day. So you want to be comparing apples to apples. For me, that's why I ran my 5K on a track because it was flat and I tried to make sure that I was going to run in the same weather that I was going to have before um, and after so that I knew that the only thing influencing the change in my time was my training. So number one, get a baseline time and make sure you're running the course that you want to be running whenever you test your 5K time again. Okay, number two, you want to set a realistic goal time based on your average mile pace. So let's say, for example, you run a 5K and your average mile was a 10-minute mile. You would take your overall time for the 5K and you would divide that by 3.1 to get what your average mile pace was. Once you know your average mile pace, that's really important and you want to set a goal based off of how much you want to decrease your average mile pace. So what does a realistic goal look like for that? That's going to vary from person to person. If you're somebody who is coming from a place of not really running very much and have never done this before, you've never really run before, you've never trained too much before, the amount of improvement that you can make is going to be greater than somebody who's trained a lot 
in their lifetime. And so if you've trained a lot, your amount of improvement is going to be relatively small. If you haven't trained at all, your amount of improvement is going to be probably pretty big. If it's somewhere in the middle, then it's somewhere in the middle. I would say anywhere between a 5 to 15% improvement would be a good realistic goal based off of where you're coming from. So set a, setting a realistic goal time based off of an average mile pace. So if your average mile pace is the 10-minute mile, take 85% of that. So a 10-minute mile, just get, go through a little bit of math, is 60, is 60 seconds per minute times 10 minutes. That's going to be 600 seconds. Then what is 85% of 600? I should have had my calculator. I don't. But 85% of 600 will give the average number of seconds that you should be completing each mile in and then just convert that to a per minute mile pace. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, hopefully it didn't just confuse you, but you want to set a goal based off of what you want your average mile pace to be. So if you're 10 minute mile the first time, maybe it's a 930 mile goal for the end time. Okay, so you get a baseline time. You set a realistic goal based off an average mile pace. Number three, you plan three running days during the week. Now, again, you can run more if your if your body's used to running more. I, I wouldn't want you to make a huge increase in total mileage across a week, but I would say, generally speaking, a good framework is to plan three running days a week. One day, I'm going to call endurance. Another day, I'm going to call race pace. And another day, I'm going to call speed. Now, to break down each of those days, that's going to be step number four. Endurance days are what I call junk miles. Endurance days are just getting a little bit of a longer run in and not caring too much what your pace is. Keep your heart rate relatively low. Stay in a probably zone two cardio state, meaning that you could maintain a conversation with somebody if they were running with you. So you're going to have one day where you're doing junk miles and just getting in volume, just getting in miles at a relatively low heart rate. Then the second day of running is going to be called race pace. I want you to do anywhere between two and four mile, two to four total miles on this race pace day, but it's broken up. So maybe it's, I'm going to run one mile at my goal time. So let's use the example. If in your baseline 5K, you averaged a 10-minute mile, but you're now setting the goal that you want to average a 930 mile. Okay, 930 is going to be your race pace. So on this race pace day, maybe if you wanted to rack up a total of two to four miles at race pace, let's say you're going to rack up three miles on this particular day. You would run one mile at race pace, maybe walk for two minutes, run a second mile at that same race pace at 930 and then maybe walk for another two minutes, and then run a third mile at that same race pace at 9.30, and then you're done. And so you would rack up anywhere between two to four miles at race pace, but broken up, not all in one full swoop. So you have your endurance day where you're racking up junk miles, you have your race pace day where you're doing anywhere between two and four total miles at race pace, but broken up, and then the third day is going to be a speed day. This is where you're going to be running faster than race pace for anywhere between two and a half to three miles. Now, how you do this is up to you. It could be something where you're going out on a jog, but you're going to break it up into some intervals. Maybe you do a 30-second run and then a two-minute jog. 
and then another 30-second run in a two-minute jog, and maybe you just put that on repeat, but that 30-second run is going to be probably decently significantly faster than that 9.30 race pace. The idea is that you want to build some speed into your workout, so you're training your, your body is training to know what it feels like to actually run faster and actually get your heart rate pumping at a little bit of a higher rate. So let's go back through the, f- the first four steps thus far. One is getting a baseline time. Two is setting a realistic goal based off of your average mile pace that you want to get it to. So if your baseline time at was a 10-minute mile average, your goal time is maybe a 9.30 average. Then you're going to plan three running days a week. Step number four is... To do those running days of an endurance, race pace, and speed. And then number five is before going into race day, you want to have a taper week leading up up into your race day. Meaning that if you do 10 weeks of training and then you, you have a race day planned for a Saturday morning, that whole week leading into Saturday morning, you want to decrease the volume and the intensity of your run's during that week. You want to make sure your body has the chance to recover so it's feeling super fresh going in to race day. And then obviously on race day, you know what your goal pace is. Stick to it and let's go to work. If you're looking to run a faster 5K, I know a 5K is a race that so many people like to do. And if you want to really try to get a PR, this is what it takes. The intentionality of these five steps is something that I've done in the past. It's something that I've coached people to do in the past. And it's something that will inevitably allow you to see success in your 5K training program for yourself. Now, I also want you to make sure that you check out the virtual 10-week transformation, one-week free trial. In this free trial, you're going to receive three video workouts that you can complete any day at any time. You're going to receive the 5 by 5 meal plan, and you're going to get an overview of my goal-setting course. You can go to nickcarrier.com slash free trial to sign up. Again, nickcarrier.com slash free trial to sign up. But for those of you who are looking to get faster, build your endurance, and running a faster 5K, take those notes, write down those five steps, let me know, DM me on Instagram at carrier underscore best you to let me know that's what you're doing, that you're implementing this process, and I'm really excited for you and your journey. Other than that, I hope this helps you get closer to your health and fitness goals, and ultimately helps you get closer to your best. 